Hey guys, this episode of the podcast does contain some spoilers and explicit content, so viewer beware. Also, make sure you guys are following us on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Talk. That's youtube.com forward slash F-L-I-X talk, as well as our social media sites, Twitter and Instagram at Talk Podcast. Once again, that's F-L-I-X Talk Podcast. Thank you guys so much and enjoy this episode. Um, so what happened with your alarm? Apparently I slept through two of them. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's not a very professional of you in uh, Flix Talk world. I'm sorry. No, be sorry to me. Be sorry to the listeners, buddy. They want to hear these reviews and we can't do them. Yeah. No. I don't give a shit, David. I'm going to do it again and again and again and again. It doesn't matter. No. Yeah, yeah. See, I don't know why you just changed your voice, say. <laughs> Trying to hide shit. Something, copper. Anyways, how's it going, Josh? It's going good. How's your weekend? Uh, it was a pretty good weekend. Yeah, uh, the, the Baylor broke, so that's working. At work. You're working like six, seven days a week. What's what's happening? They're trying to kill me, David. They're trying. Do to you, kill can me. you tell them no? Uh, if I don't like money, yeah. Well, Josh, I don't think uh, most people work a sixty to eighty hour job. Most people don't. Yeah. You got to compromise. Unless you're like a trucker. You got to compromise. Yeah, look at those. Look at those fucking guys. I mean, I'm not trying to generalize any truckers, but I've seen a lot of them, and it looks like they have a hard life. Yes. Right. In fact, I, I kind of low key made friends with one that turns out to be a writer. Okay. He's a better he's a better trucker than a writer, but uh, he got crushed by a milk pallet. But he's fine now. That's always fun. He, like right? a milk pallet fell on him. Uh huh. And he bruised like four ribs or something like that. Wow, it's pretty yeah. terrible. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're. G- <laughs> that sounds like a like a fucking terrible life. It sucks, dude. Like I understand, like. The money, the money, the money. But is it worth risking your life? You know what I mean? For a couple bucks no. extra. I don't think so. No, because half the time it's a shitty load. They don't put the, the barrier on. The right. blocker that's supposed to block the pallets. Okay. And they don't know how to wrap. Yeah. Warehouse sucks. You got to be able to wrap like Eminem. Right. But, um, dude, you're not going to believe this fucking – and if you hear in the background, I mean, we've had Mochi. You know, if you guys have listened to our uh, uh, previous podcast – I have a new cat named Mochi, and he's part of the Flix Talk family now. Uh, the only thing is, though, he is still – well, I, I consider him still a kitten. I mean, he's less than a year old. He's only about four and a half months old. He chewed the shit out of my computer chair. Now, this is – hold on. Don't get crazy. Yeah, don't get whoa now. I have two computer chairs. So, for my last birthday, I got a black computer chair from my mother. And I already, I don't know if she didn't think I had one. Like, I don't, did she not think I had a, like, what what I was sitting on when I was at the computer? But I already had one, like, two years prior that was in really good shape. Actually, you know, like, over time, it would just kind of, like, drift down. I don't know what's what's going on with the little hydraulic pump or whatever on the fucking side. Yeah. Not hydraulics, but you know what I'm saying, where it goes up and down. Right. It was kind of fucking up. So, uh, and that was a tan color one that my dad got me. And it was a real, real nice one from, like, Staples or something. Over a hundred, like 150 bucks. So I was like, Jesus. All right. You know, we're in a smaller apartment now. And, um, you know, I, I don't know. Am I going to give this thing away? Am I going to put it on Craigslist or something like that? When the cat's here, you know, after about a night or two nights, <laughs> the next morning, the cat clawed the shit out of the, the first chair that I had, the 10 one. No. So I was like, there's, I can't even sell it now. So it just became his chair so he out of all the toys that we bought him we bought him like toys ranging from like a dollar up to like 20 bucks you know what i mean 
He plays with a freaking piece of ribbon that costs like a, a quarter. You know what I'm saying? That's like his favorite toy now. So what he'll do is he'll carry it in his mouth like a mouse and he'll jump on the tan computer chair and just start doing flips and rolls and just start like scratching it. You know what I mean? Like scratching at it. Yeah. It's crazy. But uh yeah, I had to actually pick up all of his stuff because we have his litter box in here and stuff and we have his food. And so I'm going to try to make this quick. I don't want to, you know, kind of keep him away from his food and his, you know, taking a dump or whatever. He likes to take his dumps oh, too. Gee. He loves to take his dumps. So, yeah, you got to have it, you gotta, especially after you eat, you know? So, he's in the other yeah. room right now, and he's kind of crying a little bit, but uh, we'll try to, Aww. you know, block out that ambiance. <laughs> I don't want people to think I'm, you know, animal How bad is the chair? That. You got you to send me this picture. Oh, I got to send you a picture. Dude, it's only been, a, like, less than a week of him clawing it, and it's, like, Jesus. to shit. And especially since it's 10, you can really see it, you know what I mean? Yeah. But anyways, guys, uh, that's not what we're here for. We're here for uh, Tales from the Hood 2. And um, you're not going to believe this, Josh. Oh, let, let's let's get into like a, a, an overall general, you know, an overall general. Synopsis. Yeah, like not synopsis, but what we thought, like a quick, quick thought. Let's give a Flicks Talk quick thought on Tales from the Hood. <laughs> Would you say it was a great anthology sequel to the predecessor that came out like in, I think, 1996 or 1995, actually? Uh, or do you think it's a piece of steaming shit? Go. The, the second one, sir. I have to concur. Okay. Me too. Overall, I thought this was the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and it, you know, even as an anthology movie, even as a standalone, even if it wasn't called Tales from the Hood, if it was called, you know, Hood Tales or something, you know what I mean? Hood Tales. Hood yeah. Tales. I, uh, would think this was a still a bad anthology movie. And, um, currently on Rotten Tomatoes, it's at 80%. How, what? How the fuck right now? I am uh, writing a letter to Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Okay. It's so a- don't get too ahead of yourself, but there's only been five reviewers for it. So that, that would average out. <laughs> Were they on drugs? That would average out. You know, most, they, most of the time they average out, you know, once you get, you know, hundreds of submissions in. So yeah. only five reviewers reviewed it. Four gave it a fresh. One gave it a rotten. Let me go over these reviews really quick from their staff. I'll I'll go over the fresh, the ones that think that it was, I think, higher than 50%. Yeah. Okay. This is uh, Fred Topple from We Live Entertainment. He said, I hope Universal sees they could do a Tales from the Hood every year. Okay. Uh, uh, Felix Vasquez Jr. from Cinema Crazed said, the budget is obviously lesser this time, but Tales from the Hood 2 packs a wallop with a ton of biting satire. (laughs) Okay. Andrew Todd from Birth Movies Death. Oh, birth.movies.death. Okay, got it. Weird. Oh, that's dot death. Is it the thing? No, oh, I've actually seen a tattoo like where it says birth, like you're born, you watch movies, yeah. and then you die. Ha <laughs> ha Okay, got nice. it. Nice. All right. He said, Keith David chews scenery magnificently in this horror anthology follow-up. Oh, my God. Guys, this please go to Rotten Tomatoes if you are signed up and and review honestly as much as you can. Dude, guys, what? once again, Rotten Tomatoes is getting it really fucking wrong. And I mean, these aren't, I, I don't know, these are all different affiliates of, you know, they write for Rotten Tomatoes and stuff. But guys, straight off the bat, this was a piece of shit. This was a really bad follow-up. Characters were over the top. I don't know. Should we just get like directly into it? Because I'm scared. Like I'm scared that it's at eighty percent right now. Yeah, that's this, this, there's something wrong with the world today, right? Can we believe? Can we even believe that, Josh? Can you believe no. it? No, no. If you were on, even if they were on drugs, uh-huh. it was not entertaining. It was not funny, and it was the biggest piece of shit I've ever seen in my life. So, uh, so Tales from the Hood Two is currently at a four point seven out of ten on IMDb, which is a better accurate rating. Um. Yeah. And we'll just get right into it. And, and it's one of the writers is uh, Darren Scott. And um, he's actually known for uh, being a producer on Menace to Society and a director on Caught Up, which is actually. Oh, oh, you hear that? Yeah. What is that? Oh, mochi? That, that's, that's the mochi he's clawing at the door. Let me, I got to open this up. So. Mochi, what are you doing, buddy? I don't like you clawing up the floor. Okay, you're in now. You're in. Now, try not to make any noise, okay, buddy? The mochi is here, guys. Everybody say hi to the mochi. What does he give it? Ask him what he gives it. Mochi, what do you give Tales from the Hood to? Oh, he just jumped in the litter box to take a shit. Okay, I think I know that rating. That's pretty accurate. All right, so he is known for um, 
He has directorial credits on uh, House Party, Tonight's the Night. <laughs> what is that? Is that like the House Party last sequel Tonight's or something? I don't know. Uh, Deep Blue Sea 2. <laughs> Not even the first Deep Blue Sea. This makes a lot of sense now. Right? Uh, like I said, he was a producer on Menace to Society, which is a really good one. And he was actually a producer on the original Tales from the Hood. So, what happened what here? Happened? What happened, Josh? I don't. I, I want to say the length... I don't think he, they could do sequels like this so spanned out, you know? Hey, buddy. So he's over there crying. I I, I don't know. Do you think it was a time gap? Like, uh, you know, just... That and... It, I don't know. It's, and, all, it's just rehashed. It's and, the same shit. I don't even think it's the same shit because the stories are not great. I, I, I feel like they try to tie in a couple stories from the first one. And if you guys have not seen Tales from the Hood, the original, maybe we should actually review that before Halloween. Uh, I thought that was a great anthology movie. And I, we weren't even really on anthology movies back then. That was one of the first anthology movies, right? Right. Yeah. Maybe uh, we were just like, I oh, think. my God, this is great. Yeah. We just thought it was a, like a horror storytelling. I mean, that's what anthologies are. But there was nothing really to compare them to other than like, like Tales from the Crypt and stuff, you know? that was going on but i thought it was a cool little change and um these were just horror stories that were told in an urban hood setting um so it was more relatable you know to the to the urban community and i thought they played it off really really well now oh sorry i gotta i gotta (laughs) did you hear that music (laughs) it's like a pacifier what's Uh, going on this is this is this is the gripes of living in an apartment complex guys sorry you're gonna hear noises from all over (laughs) i think that was like somebody blasting like mexican music um so anyways uh, a quick synopsis for this one guys it says horror is back in the hood the sequel, the sequel to the groundbreaking original Tales from the Hood reunites executive producer Spike Lee. Oh, God. Him even attaching his name to the sequel is terrible. Why would he do that? Uh, Why w- what does an executive producer actually do? That's what I want to know. I think they get the money for it and they, they make it happen. Does like he just they, – but does he watch the movie and say, yeah, this is a great sequel to my amazing first movie? He, there's no way he watched the movie. If no watched fucking the movie, way. No fucking way. There's no way. There's no way. So, um... He's probably pissed right now. And writer... This. And writers, directors, producers, Rusty Kandif and Darren Scott for an all-new, gripping, horrifying, and oftentimes devilishly comical anthology. <laughs> you know, they just try to cram so many words in there to make it, like, really cool. Keith oh, David... Yeah. Keith David stars as a contemporary Mr. Sims to tell blood-curdling stories about lust, greed, pride, and politics through tales with demonic dolls, possessed psychics, vengeful vixens, and historical ghosts. God. Mr. Sims' haunting stories will make you laugh while you scream. (laughs) (laughs) So reading that synopsis, that's the first time I've ever read that synopsis. These are real people writing? These are real writers? Yeah, this is a real summary right here. Um, What what do you think, Josh, after watching this movie? Uh, Am I going to lie? It hurt my eyes. Yeah. Um, It was probably the... (laughs) Was that summary pretty accurate? (laughs) (laughs) No. Wait, what I just said? No, no, no. Though the summary, the actual summary that I just read. No, no, it's not. Yeah, it was pretty. I, I think I laughed once in the first one because it was so fucking stupid. <laughs> it's so bad. So I'm. Oh, the little, the little babies. I, I'm, I'm like 100 percent sure of myself that that those all these everything attached to Tales from the Hood too were like they paid they paid these people to write all that shit. Yes. So. I gotta take a sip of more coffee because I gotta wake up. Especially, I'm, I'm gonna read this to you guys. It's gonna put you to sleep. How boring and ridiculous these stories are. Um, so let's just jump right, right into it, guys. Uh, Tales from the Hood. It is currently out. I'm sorry, Tales from the Hood Two. I don't want to get it uh, mistaken with Tales from the Hood One, which is a no, classic. Not a good one. Yeah. Yes. So Tales from the Hood Two did come out on VOD and Blu-ray. Even though I went out <laughs> to find it October second, 2018, guys, uh, I went out to go look for it and I couldn't find it in Best Buy. So, or Target. And so it must be at Walmart. I mean, I know sometimes they get like a select release. (laughs) Dude, Walmart puts out anything. Walmart will put out fucking anything. You got a movie? We'll put it out. Yeah. Put it in the bin. Yeah. Oh, it has the word Tales from the Hood? Fucking put it out. Was it in the bin or was it in like... No, no, no. It wasn't. I I didn't see it and I couldn't find it. So, okay. So right away, Tales from the Hood, we popped it in or I saw it on VOD. (laughs) Saw it on VOD. Press play. (laughs) Press the button. Um, uh, the weirdest intro I've ever seen for a credit scene. 
Uh, we get what looks like someone in the 3D department, like, had a hell of a time with skeletons. So, we get, like, a shit ton of 3D skeletons flying around with gold teeth and, like, a fire. <laughs> Dude, how amateurish did everything look from the credit sequence? It looked like a really low, low, low budget hip-hop video or something. I don't know. Dude, it looked like a hip-hop Halloween video. I don't know yeah. what was happening. Dude, I love the CGI fire. Did you love that? Oh, my God. It was so fucking bad. <laughs> It was just so terrible. So they pretty much ditched Clarence Williams III's character. Um, now it's played by Keith David, uh, who I always loved as Little John from Requiem for a Dream. You remember that one? Oh, yeah. That's where he's... Yeah. At the, dude, he's in a shit ton of movies. Uh, dude, he's in a, um, uh, Something About Mary. Oh, the Frankenbeans. Oh, yeah. The plays, Frankenbeans. Fr- plays a stepdad. So he's... Okay. Keith David, once again, guys, I don't know if I said it at the beginning, Keith David is the best thing about this movie. And he couldn't save it. And he couldn't save it. Um, There's no way. He has that tone. He has that demeanor. He can act. Uh, The writing was (laughs) ridiculous. But you know what? As I remember, Clarence uh, Williams III in the first one, he was was pretty like – uh, almost on the edge of like losing his mind, you know, when he was telling these stories, you know? so if you guys don't haven't seen the first one, I mean, it, the whole premise of the first one is these three gangsters. They they roll up to like a, um, is it a mausoleum or no no? Uh, uh, where are they uh, the, uh, the embalmers? Like where they prep the bodies? Uh, mortuary. 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 I'm sorry. They pull up to a mortuary. I'm looking at the poster right now on my wall because I do have a poster of it. It's really really cool poster of the of the Scream uh, Shout Factory release re release on Blu-ray. Um, and uh, you know they're greeted by Clarence. Williams the third, his character, and he lets these gangsters know that, you know, in my back alley, you know, someone dropped off. He keeps saying the shit. And we get to, we get to hear a lot of the shit in this movie too. But he says, uh, uh, yes, the shit. (laughs) He's basically referring to these drugs that he found. And he's, you know, he's not a drug dealer. He's, you know, an embalmer and a caretaker. And, uh, and he says, you know, I'll sell it to you guys, but it's over here back, you know, back in the, in the, in the cellar. So, you know, along (laughs) the way which i thought it was beautifully set this reminded me of like a tales from the crypt like an extended episode like it could be an extended episode for sure yeah like a bonus episode yeah yeah something that or like even a movie like a tales from the crypt movie you know they make their own like demon knight and bordello of blood and stuff right just a little better than those movies i think and um i mean even now watching it now i think it still holds up you know yeah um definitely because each one you know had their own theme and i I thought it was great i I think the the one that i liked the least was probably the first one one with the cop where like you know clarence and he keeps you know which was cool it's a zombie type thing you know but i thought i I liked that one probably the least out of all i think it's four of them um so anyways he's telling these stories along the way now, it jump forward, <laughs> I don't know what, like 20 years, something like that, 25 years? Mm-hmm. Uh, we get Tales from the Hood too. And instead of him, you know, um, telling these stories like in a haunted house type of setting, we get Keith David telling stories uh, to the government who developed, it's called RI, Real Intelligence. Apparently, it's not, it's different than AI. And um, they want to know st- Hood. <laughs> Hood stories, I guess, <laughs> so that this RI robot can um, just start to develop uh, its uh, – what is it? It's like it, it can target like criminals before they even you know perform acts of, of you know terror or whatever. Yeah, like, wasn't it called like the Patriot Pat Patriot Bot or something like that? Or I, forget I, I have no – I forgot what it was called. Yeah, Patriot Bot or something like that. <laughs> but basically you tell its stories and somehow it knows – um, you know, how to, how to stop criminals before they do a criminal act, right? Right. But if you're telling hood stories of pretty much just only black people, wouldn't it only stop <laughs> target black people? I don't, it's so freaking ridiculous. It's weird. Um, so anyways, uh, that's what we get. I mean, uh, and then obviously the guy, uh, the guy that's running the whole operation of this RI, real intelligence, he's, he's such a bigot. Like he is such a bigot. He keeps, oh, he yeah. keeps saying, Keith David, tell me stories of your people, of the, you know, the gritty times of your people. And he keeps saying your people. And then, um, and then uh, we get pretty much a, a, a fourth wall breaking from Keith David. He goes, this first story is called Good Golly. And he like looks at the camera while he says it. And um, we didn't even, we didn't even get that in the first movie. Uh, I, I remember it just kind of like he he'll say this, the name of, of the tale, but then it'll just kind of fade out, right? He won't like look into the camera and say it. No, <laughs> so it was weird. Yeah, it's, so it's... so in this first story called Good Golly, uh, we get two girls. One's white, one's black, 
and they're driving into a uh, you know up to a building, uh, and on the sign it says Museum of Negrosity, a healing place for blackened souls, uh, and which I thought was you know <laughs> it, it was just like eye opening like cringe you know. So these girls they enter this uh, museum right, and it, it doesn't even look like a museum by the way it looks like a shack, and, and they, they just put a bunch of black like racist propaganda like all Super all racist. over the place. It, it's it's all the stuff from like the you know early Jim Crow days, man, and it's it's crazy, and it really makes you think you know like how how far we've come you know especially you know with all that crazy propaganda, not even that, but like all the Jewish propaganda that was going on you know back then, and it's it just crazy all the drawings and stuff you know how they portrayed people with big noses or huge lips and it just eyes popping out every it, you know it's very very exaggerated stuff um and it was really weird it's really weird because uh the black girl she doesn't find anything offensive about any of this like she just like thinks yeah, it's like really funny she's like super whitewashed right yeah. uh so we're greeted uh from the owner of the museum and he explains how shitty times were for black folks right right so the white girl says that she's there and she's looking for a gollywog that she had this doll called a gollywog when she was a kid. And I guess she wants another one. I don't know if she wants another one or she lost it or what, but it's basically a blackface doll, uh, which is, which is really extreme. Like the whole body's black. Like it's not even just a blackface. The whole body's black. Um, and then we get to see, uh, oh, the gollywog is like behind like a glass encasing, right? And then, then we get a what shot. was next to it, David? Yeah, we get a shot yes. of the, the other doll from the first movie, uh, in a glass case next to the gollywog. So that was a pretty cool callback, right? Because it makes you yeah. almost think like a conjuring setting. You remember in the conjuring movies where they have one room of like Annabelle and then you have like other things that were haunted, right? And they're like in a yeah. glass encasing, which I thought was pretty cool. I was like, okay. Cool. They're they're doing a nice clean callback. This might be pretty cool, you know, of a, of a story. Wrong. I was so freaking wrong. <laughs> so uh, they really want the gollywog, and the guy's like, "You can't have this gollywog. It ain't, it ain't for sale. <laughs> Nothing in here is for sale." This is my gollywog. That, that, that's that's my southern voice, by the way. I'm not trying to do like a racist. I'm, I'm just this is my southern voice. So uh, <laughs> they didn't explain where they're at, by the way. They're just they're just in the south somewhere, right? And, um, he explains it's not for sale. Um, you know, she really, really wants it and stuff. And then, uh, so they leave and then they end up coming back later on to break in to the place. And, uh, this time she brought her brother, right? The white girl brought her brother. So to get the gollywog, right? So the black chick, she likes, uh, the brother, the brother of the white, of her white friend, right? And I guess they're just like, they're like messing around and stuff. And they're doing like sexual acts and stuff. And then they, they knock over the cases, you know, breaking the gollywog. And, um, which, did it break the other case? I, 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 I forgot if it, I think it did. The other demented did, doll. The little puppet? Yeah. The, the first, what do they call? Oh, oh, I don't even want to say what they call them. Well, yeah. They we call them a racist. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. say it because I'm not really comfortable saying, like, yeah, we'll just say gollywog is a more – is that an offensive term? I kind of want to look that up, gollywog. Was that probably an offensive is. term? Probably it is. probably is. So, anyways, um, so they knock it over, right? Uh, the case, it breaks. She grabs her gollywog and, um, you know, <laughs> we – Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> so, then uh, on the floor, we also find a, a gollywog children's book uh, that's probably more racist than anything in that whole building. And uh, they start – reading some of the racist horrible text from the uh from the book and uh <laughs> finally the black girl says oh this is kind of racist <laughs> dude she's in a museum full of like the most racist shit i've ever seen on the walls ever <laughs> and th- that's what she thinks is super racist that's oh. i know that was weird so you looked at the gollywog and what'd you find it's saying it has some kind of racist connotation and um uh, said depiction of african people is now generally considered to be racist Gollywog has been described known of the major anti-black caricatures, or hmm. none of none as the least known major black caricatures in the United States. But it's been around since like 1895, bro. Oh shit! Jesus. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, um, where are we at? Where are we at? Uh, the case fell over. Okay. Uh, so then, all of a sudden, the gollywog just comes to life. And it, dude, how shitty did this thing look? It looked like a life-size. <laughs> it looked like a life-size. Uh, gingerbread man. Yeah, it like it was like bad. six feet tall, and it's like in a huge like suit. You know what it looked like? It looked like those people that are like at the mall trying to sell you shit, like holding signs <laughs> and shit, like a sign holder. Yeah. Oh my god, this was like the worst. They could have CGI'd it and look would have looked better. 
Yeah. So the gollywog comes to life and then just starts, you know, okay, so the, the black girl, she runs off and then there's like a, um, he throws like a whip at her or something around her neck and like pulls her and then she falls and there's like a huge prop from, it looks like from like the fifth, forties or thirties or forties of like a huge like black face with a, with a black smile and it has huge teeth that are open and it's like a door that you kind of go through and I guess she fell like right underneath it. And, uh, and then somehow the teeth like fall on her and like crush her, I guess, cause blood yeah, came out of her mouth. Brutal. Yeah. It was a cool little kill, but I was like, all right. So then, uh, the gollywog then throws the brother into the chair and basically whips the shit out of him. I thought Dude, that was probably the coolest. Was that? that was the coolest kill. So he whips the shit out of him. He keeps whipping his stomach the whole time. The sister's not doing anything. She's just like standing. She's even like not even crying. I don't think at this point. Yeah. No, um, so he, the gollywogs, the life size gollywog, by the way, is whipping the shit out of this guy so hard that his guts fall out of his but it was a cool kill, though. It was really, pr- it was a practical one, too, which I'm very appreciative of, guys. I mean, you know, if you can stay away from CGI, stay away from it. Um, yeah, like I said, all the, all the while, the sister is just watching, not even screaming. <laughs> and they needed that most in this movie to stay yeah. away from the CGI. So then, uh, you know, she pleads for her life to the gollywog and she says she loves him and then they start making out and he's like grabbing her butt and stuff. It is so fucking weird. Yeah. It was so weird, dude. At this time, Josh, what are you thinking? Why? Why waste film like this? I mean, you know, it's a different time, dude. Apparently, people think this is funny or think this is uh, uh, scary. Was it even scary? Would you even consider this scary? No. Not at all. Not at all. You could be watching this at 2 in the morning with all the windows open, you know, in a haunted house. This is not scary Is it a phone movie, though? Would you consider it a phone movie? It's not that. It's bad, but it's not. It's definitely background sound movie. Um, so, uh, then we assume that they had sex, which is so scary. That's probably the scariest part about this. It's just wrong. Because, it's uh, wrong, man. because the next day, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't know if it was the next day or months later, uh, we see Audrey, who's the white girl, and she's pregnant and she's about to give birth. And now the owner is keeping her as a hostage. So it's almost like Black Snake Moan, you know, like Samuel Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> type of scenario, right? That baby's going to come out. Yeah. And it's going to be mine. Yeah. And then uh, she gives birth to hundreds of gollywogs and they just pop straight. They pop straight out of her belly like alien style. They just flop. Like, they they're just like flying out. So they're, they're like like little like stuffed, stuffed dolls. And it's so stupid. And then uh, and she's like, oh, my babies. And then like the next scene, they the next scene they show her and then like she's dead. <laughs> it was so weird. Giving birth is a bitch. <laughs> So then that's the end of our first story, guys. Uh, and it says story is, sto- story is stored in the RI data bank <laughs> for, for Robo. Yeah, Robo Patriot. That's what it was called. Robo Patriot. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Robo Patriot. Was the second one the hood one? Oh, man. This is, right? we're going to have, this is going to be a long podcast, but I'll try to cut it down. Okay. Shit. All right. So that's the end of that first story, which I don't, what was it called? Good golly? Yeah. Good golly, Miss Molly. It's a gollywog. It's a gollywog. Um, so story two isn't officially titled, but he says this story starts as many tales from the hood do with a violent beatdown. <laughs> With a violent beatdown. And then we just get into the story. So, at first, I was like, okay, uh, are we going to get some titles going on? And then, no. Obviously, the second story didn't even have a title. So, two guys are beating up one guy as he's tied to a chair. Then there's a third guy that's, like, pressing him to give him some information about where he hid this $5 million. And the guy says, oh, I'm not going to give it to you. It's for a foundation. And that... Dude, I guess he's like a pimp. He used to be a pimp or something, and he's like, I don't live that right. lifestyle anymore. I'm for the community now. And he, oh, and he says he he earned his money by opening up some car washes and a supermarket, yeah. creating jobs in the community. I was like, all right, good for him. He's getting his ass beat now, and you know, the retired pimp is about to be no more if he unless he gives up this, you know, information. Dude, how weird was that guy's eyes? The guy that was like getting beat. No, the other guy that was that was uh, he was the leader of the the thugs. Oh, yeah. He had, like, some crazy, like, bugged-out eyes. Yeah. Yeah. So, the boss man doesn't care, and the boss man and one of the thug henchmen are, like, discussing, like, what to do next or whatever. So, they go off in the corner, and they start talking about what to do, and he's like, I think he has a lady. We might have to go kidnap his lady. And he's like, all right. And uh, so, the reti- do we get a name? I don't even know if we get a name, but the retired pimp starts laughing at the thug henchman, like, that's watching him, that the guy right next to him, the third guy. And uh, the retired pimp yells to him. He goes, oh, you're so tough now. But I heard you wasn't so hard when you was getting raped daily in the prison by like some, I don't know, some other guy. (laughs) 
and uh, and the guy's like, "What the fuck did you just say?" And the guy punches him so hard that it kills him. I was like, "Oh, whoa!" I, I know that happens, but come on, it's like from like a Tyson punch or something. Yeah. So the guy punches him. The guy, yeah, the guy falls back in his chair, and the guy's like, "What the fuck did you do?" Like, you know, you we kid, needed him, motherfucker. Yeah, we needed him. How are we gonna get this? How are we gonna get the five million now, motherfucker? And um, <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, then uh, we cut to we you know we cut to uh, uh, this is weird because this goes to a whole nother like setting and an audience and a, a whole different cast right yeah but we get like a psychic tv show with like the the worst acting i've ever seen from any and like oh, all these actors yeah. were bad right yeah. uh and we get to see a phony and bogus medium who like bu- and i actually heard this was true that that, that the, a lot of these mediums do this they actually bug like they put like microphones in the chairs so they can hear like what their people are talking about and stuff mm-hmm. and then they supposedly randomly like select these people and then just like play off of what whatever they said on on the microphone right that makes sense yeah, so this so this guy basically listens to the audience, and then he takes notes, and then he like plays off their sympathy, and he just takes their money. All right. Yeah. So this is where we get our tie-in with our gangsters and the uh, bogus medium. Uh, they decide to to kidnap the psychic and get him to tell him where the guy they killed has the money hidden, and they right. kid. Oh, they also kidnap the guy's girlfriend for collateral, right? That's how they get in the guy's house. They like yeah. lo- they like seduce him out with like or seduce him with this chick, and oh my god, it was pretty bad. So, um, anyways, they uh, you know, the guy's bogus, so he's like, oh, I don't know if this, the guy, this is not going to work, blah blah blah. You know, he goes, you better make it work, motherfucker. We gonna kill you, right? So uh, he's like, all right, you can do this, you can do this. He's telling himself this, right? The the medium. Yeah. So they perform a seance, and once again, dude. I, see, I predicted this. Like, I'm just like watching this, and I kind of know what's going to happen. So um, he starts channeling all these like gangsters that have been killed, and it's pretty. It's goofy as hell because like one of them, I guess, is like a girl, and he's like, uh, "You kill me, motherfucker! I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna kick your ass." And the guy's like, "Latisha, is that you, Latisha?" And I'm like, "Dude, what the fuck?" Because you get like a white guy that's doing like all these black people voices, right? And it's it's just so goofy, dude. It was like it's like some Damon Wayne's like Wayne's type brother shit, right? Yeah, it's really really bad, guys. It's really really bad. So, anyways, they finally channel the right guy, and um. It, and then he just murders all the gangsters like in hilarious ways. Like he just like basically is about to get his revenge, right? Yeah, and, he becomes uh, like phantasm. <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's ridiculous. And then like one guy, he like twists his head all the way around, <laughs> and the guy dies. Uh, and there's another one where he throws a glass snowball da- uh, like down a guy's throat or something. And that was kind of cool. That was kind of cool. Like the guy like starts throwing up all this like spinning up all this blood, right? And the last guy he kills by bringing down some electrical wires and shocking the guy to death. Now, I actually thought that was a really, really cool uh, CGI kill because it did look a little practical even though the wires were CGI. Uh, but I thought the guy reacted really well like he was getting shocked. Like he actually was getting right. shocked. So, yeah. So, so that the acting from that guy getting killed was probably – I mean, you know, it takes some acting skills to die, I guess, you know. Win like a death – best death award. Best death award goes to this gangster. Oh my God! I won, Letitia. Thank you. Yeah. So, uh, oh, that's right. So, so his, the main guy's name was Cliff, and uh, so we find out that Cliff lives out his reincarnated days as a fake medium, and that's it. You know, he's like, I think he says something. He's like, "All right, motherfuckers, let's channel some spirits or something." At the end of the fucking time, <laughs> it was so stupid. <sighs> so that's it. So then, um, you know, the, the, you know, we get we go back to this whole you know government project with Robo Patriot and Keith David, right? And the guys like, oh, that was you know the white guys like, oh, that was good, but you know I want to hear some you know some more gritty stories. You know I need something more gritty. gritty so uh, yeah, grittier. So uh, we jump to the third story again, no title, and uh, and then we get these. This is probably the lamest one out of think out of out of most of them. I think it was like five. I think this is like the stupidest one. Uh, we get two douchey guys, right? Uh, they look like they're in college, and um, they're after like Tinder girls, right? And, and their whole their whole oh, thing yeah. is pretty much they just say like I guess, I guess they're uh, like film exec film execs, right? Like one's a producer right. and one's a, a, a camera guy or something. I don't know. Some somehow they say that they're uh, that they're part of the film industry, right? They go meet up with these Tinder girls that they they don't say Tinder, but I, I, do they say Tinder? Maybe Tinder. Or- it's like a Tinder app type of thing, right? And they meet up with these chicks. Who are like in the biggest mansion I've ever seen. Was it supposed to be like a sorority house or something? Because they were the only girls there. I think so. Yeah. And I can tell by your yawning you, you love this movie. But. <laughs> now I need more coffee. Yeah. 
So um, th- the first thing they do when they when they introduce themselves to these girls inside their place is they play Cards Against Humanity, which was probably the most boring scene I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, why would they put that in there? Like I love Cards Against Humanity, but the length of this scene was like five minutes, and it just kept they kept reading reading things off of Cards Against Humanity, and I'm like, dude, this is like really really boring. Like get on with it, like, right? We get it, we played it. Yeah. So after the game, they all have drinks, and the douchiness comes out when one of the guys drugs the girl's drinks, right? Cosby. He, we have a Cosby moment. So they bring the girls upstairs and uh, they're about to rape. Uh, that's exactly what I put. I put they are about to rape. They're about to rape them Cosby style. <laughs> Did you really put that? I swear to God, I put that. Uh, oh, we're so going to get sued. They just, uh, why? It's fact. Um, it, they decide that they want to record it on their phones, right? Lo and behold, right. when they look at the camera, all you see is the girls' bras and panties. And I'm like, ooh, okay. Here we got our little twist now. So it's alluding to the girls being vampires, right? So the guys restart the phone and they're like, there's a glitch. <laughs> yeah, there's a glitch that only shows their bra and panties. Like, come on, get real, guys. <laughs> yeah. So the guys restart their phone, right? And they're still looking at the phone. Not, they're not even looking at the bed. They're looking at the phone while the phone's restarting, right? Which was like the quickest restart I've ever seen on a phone. It was like two seconds, right? Yeah, impossible. Yeah, they load the camera back up and then they see that the girls popped up out of the bed and it reveals that... Yes, they are vampires, right? Yes. The most unscary shit I've ever seen, Josh. Most unscary, right? It was really, really bad. It was like they were like it was like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, like TV episode type shit. It was not scary whatsoever. <laughs> it was pretty bad. So the guys get bit, uh, they pass out, and then they wake up in a room full of like, um, were, were these like what were these? Were they supposed to be zombies or demons or other vampires? What was it? I think other vampires, but they were like full form. Yeah, they were like full form vampires that I guess that the girls were lure. They were the girls flipped it on them. They were actually luring guys through Tinder to feed. We don't get the reason why, but to feed this whole horde of uh, vampires that they had in the basement. Feed their family, and that's just trying to feed their family, and and that's pretty much it, right? Yeah. Um. And then uh, we go back. That's it. Tail done. All right. That's it. So. And by and, and by the way, there's a by the way at, at, in in the den of vampires, there's like a huge big screen TV on the wall that shows the girls that are like, yeah, we got you. Ha ha ha! Now you're about to get eaten, you know, alive or whatever. <laughs> right, so it's stupid. Like a walk of shame or some shit. Yeah, it was so fucking stupid. So, anyways, that's the end of uh, story number three. Uh, and then we get another uh, we know we get another shit reference from uh, from Keith David. You know the guy's like uh, I, I don't know why he keeps saying the shit. I think the white guy says it first. He goes that was shit or something or you know give me some good shit or some of like that. And then Keith David goes ah yes the shit you want some yeah, shit in the original the shit he only said it like five times. He didn't say it like every no, five seconds. No, uh, yeah, but he only said it in one scene. This one he's like saying it after every single story now. Yeah. yeah. Because the funny thing is, um, if you guys didn't see, and this is kind of a spoiler alert, but at the end of Tales from the Hood, we find out that Clarence uh, Clarence Williams III is actually the devil. And um, I think I think he does it. It was kind of cool because at first I was like, why does he keep saying this shit? Like, he doesn't understand what that is. But then I was like, oh, that makes sense. If he's not from this earth, he doesn't know about slang. Yeah. Right? So they, they the gangsters keep telling him. This is from the first movie. The gangsters keep telling him, "Come on, man, stop playing, old man. Where's the shit?" And he keeps going, "The shit, the drugs, the shit, the drugs." And that was awesome. That was an awesome scene because it was like clicking in his head. So you know, other than other than uh, uh, half baked, I hadn't even seen Clarence uh, Williams the third. But yeah, what's going on with him? He's a good actor. No, no, no I, I, no. He's in like older movies, dude, like seventies and eighties and stuff. He's old oh, yeah. now. He's fucking old. But anyways, um, so. Uh, that's where we get that scene. You know, he keeps starting to put, you know, the shit. And then I think he even says the doo-doo in, in the scene, which they also steal in Tales from the Hood 2. They also say that. I was like, what oh the fuck God. verbatim? It's ridiculous. So anyways, um, I can't believe I watched this whole shit, Josh. Can you? Uh, it, it took me like two days, dude. Yeah. At, at this point, I was like, okay, can you just end it on one more story? And then that was, you know, lo and behold, there's two more stories, unfortunately. The sad thing is I had way higher expectations, but after the first one, I I was like, well, how could this get worse? What's going on here? Ugh. It was very bad, so guys. And, and, I, and I've seen so many anthology movies, All Hollows Eve, uh, the whole VHS trilogy. Like, dude, it, there's some bad ones out there, and uh, this is bottom of the barrel bad. I, I got to say, this is bottom of the barrel bad. Yeah. I don't know if these are all written by, I think these might have been written by different people, too, by the way. But there's no way it's the same person. Yeah. 
So we go to our next story, um, and in this next tale, they so they show some more racist shit, and I uh, I, I, I can't even I can't even understand what these guys are saying, but it sounds like like uh, like it sounds very clan like. So we get an introduction by like you know these white guys that are looking for someone, right? Now this is uh actually is this the last story? I'm sorry, this might be the last story. Yeah, it, the, I think it is. Yeah. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. There's not five stories. There's four guys. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they didn't put me through that much pain, I guess. Uh, four stories, right? <laughs> but I think this four story is like the longest one. Yeah, it's pretty long. Uh, so it's it opens like up five minutes, I think. Yeah, it opens up with like I think in the forties or fifties. It looks like, and um, it looks like these these guys are like these two white guys. Uh, they're looking for someone. This black kid. So, um, uh, come to find out, this is all a dream sequence, right? Uh, yeah. from this, from this woman and it's a pregnant woman and she's white and she's with her husband who's black and they're sleeping in the tiniest bed I've ever seen, by the way. Um, Sad. especially for a pregnant woman. So the woman gets up and she starts screaming, right? But I don't know if she's still asleep or whatever because she's still seeing like this dream that she's having in her head. And it's like a very racist dream where these two white guys are looking for this, this black kid who they accuse of, of doing something, right? They accuse him. I don't even know what they accuse him of. I can't remember. Do you remember? Was, what, did he steal something? Or? I couldn't understand these guys. They, they, their accent was so fucking thick. It was ridiculous. Yeah, like, you raise your boy here and blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Like, so they're looking for this, right? Yeah. He goes, you better go back to bed. And, you know, he's telling the, the rest of the family, you better go back to bed or else I'm about to lynch all you. You know what I mean? Like, it was very, 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 very dark, dark nature stuff, right? So... This is all a dream or a nightmare that this woman is having, but she gets out of bed and she's still seeing it. She looks out the window and she's still seeing this. So is this like a premonition slash daydream or something? I don't know. It was really, really weird, right? So her husband, you know, it's the next day. Her husband is um, – uh, he works with a Republican. He, he's he's like probably the only black Republican I know or I've seen. <laughs> and and he's working um, on the campaign uh, with this guy who looks like Colonel Sanders. Dude, did this guy not look like KFC? He was fucking Colonel the, Sanders to a T. To a T, right? And even he sounded like him and everything, all mannerisms, he got it, right? But yeah. he believed he backed this this candidate, right? And um and it was it was like what more signs do you need? This guy's like the colonel. Uh, the freaking they freaking live on a plantation. Like, come on, dude. Like, all the signs were there that something bad was going to happen to this black guy, right? right. <laughs> so um, this was the most uh, mind-boggling, I think, of the stories. So, uh, like, I, oh, I also wrote down too. This guy reminds me of Don Johnson from Django Unchained. <laughs> <laughs> I put this guy as such a low-key bigot, it's not even funny. <laughs> so we find out the, cu- the couple lives on an old plantation, like I said. Um, so the dreams can only the dreams can only mean uh, a foreshadowing of tormented souls, like on a burial ground, right? Yeah. So a lot of a lot of bad stuff happened. Uh, where you know on this old plantation, and they currently live there. You know the couple. Uh, come to find out, the wife is trying to stop this event she has a dream of from even happening. So it's like it's like some uh, butterfly effect type of scenario, right? Yeah, it's total butterfly effect. It was it was it was confusing me at first, but then I got the gist of it, and I thought actually that this this story I thought was written the best. Uh, yeah, I'm not was, I'm not saying it's it's that was it's good yeah I'm not saying it's like up there, but I would give it probably a a, a six or a seven out of ten for writing for writing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, so then we get to see like a young boy who they said uh, sparked the civil rights uh, mo- movement after he was killed. Like he just appears and uh, he's like a ghost, right? But only a few of them can see it. Right. I think like the guy's uh, – the, the the main guy's uh, uh, mother and then – who was the other old guy? There was like an old guy that was like yelling. Oh, it's, I don't know. Maybe the grandpa or something? Mm. Or Maybe. Like these these characters are not really established that well and I understand it's an anthology. But um yeah, we don't understand a little backstory. But but he uh yeah, so we get to see this kid, right? And uh we find out that this was a kid that was being accused of whatever he was being accused of and, and uh we're also shown that, that these white guys they take him like in a basement and they chain him up and they're yeah. they're obviously gonna torture him, right? And he keep, the kid keeps saying, I didn't do it, I didn't do this, I didn't do that. Oh no no. You know what it was? They were accusing him of looking at a white woman, that's what it was. Oh my god! Remember, remember, he's like, he's like, like, we're gonna teach you not to look at a white woman again or something. And then, yeah, because back then, like, you couldn't even do that, huh? Oh fuck no, 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 no! You get, you get, uh, you know, um, whipped or, or or worse. You know what I'm saying? They would kill you. And uh, it was very segregated, terrible world back then, man. Terrible world. And if you think about it, it wasn't too long ago. Um, yeah. 
So anyways, uh, you know, we're showing this kid because obviously, you know, he was dead. He's a ghost now. And, uh, and, uh, and then we're showed a couple other, we're, we're shown a couple other, uh, dead children that pop up. Now, this was very reminiscent of the last story from Tales from the Hood 1 in 1995 or 96. Um, remember when they're trying to reform the, the gangster, like Clockwork Orange style? Yes, yes. And he's shown all the people in this, like, deprivation chamber, like, of all these people that he's killed. And that's what I got the feel of, right? So, I mean, in that sense, it's not like 100% great writing because it's kind of like a rehash. Um, so he's pretty much saying that if you don't, you know, change the events now, like, um, this is where it got a little confusing. He said, if you don't change the events now, like I died for nothing or something like that, right? Right. Now we're showing another group of, of, of young, uh, black girls, uh, that were killed. And it was, uh, uh, now let me know if I'm wrong on this one. W- were these the girls that were killed in that church fire that actually happened, uh, like five years ago or something like that? You know, what? remember there was a bombing, like, like, yeah. a, like a, that, that kid went in there, like, and he, oh, no, he actually shot them, right? Yeah. I, th- I think that they were alluding to that incident. Probably. I could be wrong, but they were like, there was like six or seven girls, like little girls, dude. This is, they were like anywhere from like seven to like age nine or something, right? They were really Yeah, well, and wasn't it KKK? It was a KKK. I, I really don't know. I remember seeing the kid and I don't know. It's another one of these troubling, like looking kids. It was very scary looking, right? School shooter mm-hmm. types. Um, so anyways, uh, you know, he says, he says like, like, uh, you know, I'm not doing anything wrong. You know, I'm not, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm not doing anything wrong. This guy's name is Henry, by the way. Um, and he, uh, so we're shown all these dead children that died for our freedoms. And we're basically, uh, we get a series of historical black American figures that tell Henry he's wrong for choosing to back a racist party. Right. Uh, we, right. we even get to see like Martin Luther, Martin Luther King, right? Junior. Yeah. Uh, we get to see a young Martin Luther King Jr. Um, so he's, he hesitates. Right. And he says like, I'm not doing anything wrong or whatever like that. Right. So as he's, you know, not agreeing with these, you know, dead souls, uh, Events start changing where we get our butterfly effect, right? And then her, his wife doesn't, uh, isn't his wife anymore. She says that she was raped by him and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, like their doctor, you know, becomes like, you know, everybody is becomes racist. <laughs> like it's, it's basically like if, if, uh, if we didn't abolish like slavery, you know what I'm right. saying? Like if the events of, of, of the world did not change. So, uh, you know, he hesitates to change his mind as time goes, you know, and then start, things start changing. And then instead of the police pulling up to, uh, to confront Henry, it, <laughs> They were like police, but it said Clan Patrol. Did you see that? Yeah, <laughs> on the side yes. of the car, and uh, and then there's always clans people that pop up. So uh, yeah, he, he starts getting attacked, right? And then he starts getting beat, right? And um, and then uh, this is where it got super confusing. Like the kid was telling him that he had to die or else the yeah, events wouldn't change. So he had to make, make sacrifices. A, I didn't understand that. So he had to make a sacrifice, right? Um, and then he ends up taking his licks. And I thought that was, that was kind of like a, a pretty, pretty, uh, unnerving scene to watch him get beat. And of course they played like some, like, uh, you know, some like, um, uh, those old, like bluegrass type songs in the background. And it kind of fit the, it kind of fit the scene. Um, I, I think they actually did that in Tales from the Hood one. Remember when the, when the guy's getting beat yes. at the beginning, yes. you know, and now that I think like, about oh. it, I, I can't even praise this movie for having good writing. Cause they stole everything from Rehash. Tales from the Hood one. Yeah. Yeah. They start like playing all these like hymns, right? It's, it's pretty much the same thing. Just yeah. tweaked. Yeah. So they, they pretty much make it like be known that if, you know, if you're a noble, you know, honest black person, you're not going to vote Republican is what I guess the, <laughs> I guess, I guess what that was, you know what I mean? So we end up seeing Henry and, and he's crossed over to the afterlife and, but, but life is good now. So he had to die, you know, for like, could he just like not back the party? I don't, <laughs> I didn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah. Could, could he just quit? Uh, he could have just quit. I don't know what, but. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that was it, guys. Um, that was it for that for that story. And uh, yeah. the, the I, I wrote down the last tale seemed like an R rated version of a Lifetime movie. <laughs> yeah, it was. A- yeah, it was like a Lifetime story, but it was it was pretty you know pretty dark nature stuff. But and then once again we get the shit, and then he says the doo doo, and he even says the poopity pop. I was like, oh pop, my pop. god. So um, so so apparently that's enough stories uh, for the Robo Patriot. And uh, Keith David leaves, and the leader of uh, Beach Industries. The guy's name last name is Beach, and I thought it was fucking hilarious. His name, his first Dumbass name is Dumas. His, his first name is Dumas. 
Beach. His last name is Beach. Like they uh, haven't done that in that commercial. You're right, right. So, uh, so he shows off to the world. This guy uh, Dumas. He shows the world the Robo Patriot, and it's uh, the most ghetto looking 1950s por- so portrayal of a robot I have ever seen in my life. Was it CGI or was it an actual? I don't. I couldn't tell. I hope it was CGI. It was for one to have to wear that. So bad. Guys, this movie was made this year. This movie was made like two weeks ago, by the way. What happened? What was the budget of this piece of shit? I don't know. I'm going to have to look that up. So anyways, uh, the robot can already predict when someone is going to do a criminal activity in the future. It seems like a cool idea, right? But it's very, very not executed that well. Very RoboCopy, but times 10. (laughs) So... The, the robot does some – well, not the robot, but Dumas. He goes, uh, I placed some people in this audience to uh, to kind of uh, test out the robo-patriot, right? And he goes, if you're an illegal, you guys need to stand up and get out of here or else the ro- robo-patriot is going <laughs> to go after you. And like five people stand up that are like Mexican. <laughs> Yeah. And they just walk out, right? And then everybody starts yeah. clapping. Yeah, yeah. And then it goes, if you're a criminal, please stand up and the robo-patriot won't take action. And like three other people stand up, right? And then everybody's like, oh, fuck, it can tell. It knows, it knows, right? <laughs> so so then um, the robo-patriot, uh, he, he, go, he goes, he goes, robo-patriot, is there any more uh, threats in this crowd? You know, scan the crowd. And then the robo patriot looks at him and he goes, uh, he basically scans him and he, and, uh, and he says, uh, you know, you're, uh, what does he say? He says something like, um, like scanning criminal activity and he, and he's looking at Dumas and he goes, no, no, there must be something wrong. There must be something wrong. Right. And then he goes, he goes, he goes, no, I'm accurate or something like that. Yes. And then his, his like face opens up and it's like an executioner, like skull mask or something. Like I I thought that was a cool face, but it was like, what? Like why would he have a, a a face? under his face <laughs> it was dude it was like the ghettoest iron man i've ever We're, seen in my it's life a fucking alien robo patriot yeah it was, a, it was an alien robo patriot <laughs> <laughs> so then dumas runs right and the robo patriot like turns to his associates uh, and he's like you helped uh you helped dumas <laughs> <laughs> and then Dumas he, beach. dude, and then he, and yeah, Dumas Beach, and then they're like, no, no, and then he, dude, he shoots him with lasers, and there's like not even any blood or holes, <laughs> <It's or anything>. <laughs> <laughs> and he shot him like ten times with the laser, and like there's like no holes or anything. <laughs> Here's a, okay, <laughs> what is going Here's on? Okay. How the fuck was RoboCop 1980, and it looks better than this piece of shit? <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> Dude, Even with little clay movie, animation. Dude, movies 35 years ago look better than this movie. <laughs> what the fuck? All where right, did they guys. put the money in? Where, where was the money? Go- where did the money go? I have no fucking clue. For these people to write these no-brainer so, rehash? So we, we get a shot of Keith David, and he's just like smiling the whole time. He knows. Uh, so Robot Patriot uh, chases down Dumas. Uh, but apparently doesn't have locked on laser sights because he keeps shooting lasers at him and it's like missing him every time. <laughs> he was like shooting them at the dude. Wouldn't you think that they're investing like millions into this robo patriot and like they would have like locked on like laser sights right. or whatever. Anyways, he's missing him. Right. And of course, one laser hits him. And uh, and then Dumas like uh, uh, oh, Keith David pulls up in the in like a in a in a SUV or whatever. And he's like, get in, get in. And then, uh, and then he's like, oh shit, you know, Dumas is like, oh shit, I got hit, right? And, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, and then they basically like, uh, oh no, uh, Dumas goes, get me to the hospital. And then, uh, and then Keith David's like, no, we ain't going to the hospital. We and ain't going to the hospital. We ain't going to the hospital. And then, and then Dumas is like, what the fuck, you? And then he calls him an N-word. He goes, I said, go to the fucking hospital. And he goes, we ain't going nowhere. This is actually okay. Well, then we get a recreation of the whole paying ending homage. scene. Yeah, I wouldn't even say it's paying homage. They're totally just ripping it off at this point, right? Fucking from ruined. Tales from the Hood two. Uh, guys, watch Tales from the Hood one. Tales from the Hood two is so fucking terrible. I want um, Tales from the Hood two boycotted. Let's let's pull it off the shelves, right? So then Keith David says, "We ain't going off. We going to hell, motherfucker!" And then they're just like yeah. driving, and then all this CGI fire just like surrounds the car. And the guy's like, "No, no!" And then all of a sudden, he's like, "What, what is it? Like demons or something? Like start pulling him like uh, 
start pulling him out of the car, and then we get yes. to see, we get to see uh, a casket in the back of the SUV, and it's Dumas's casket with his pale corpse inside of it, and he gets yeah, pulled like, out, and he's brought to hell once again. A, a total rehash of the first movie because in the first movie, guys, spoiler alert: uh, the gangsters were dead the whole time, and we get to see them all in the coffins, yes. and they're in hell. That's the whole reason. So I guess when they entered the mortuary, they were already in hell. So, but they that were, was brilliant. That, that was great because I didn't see that yeah. coming at all, right? No. So that's it, guys. Tales from the Hood 2. And uh, it was a complete disappointment and way, way too much film. I mean, it was almost two hours long. It was an hour and 51 minutes, dude. It was exactly what it was. Number two. And (laughs) a steaming pile of doo-doo. Yeah. (laughs) So this one actually was reviewed by 40 users and 18 critics. Uh, I want to read some of the critics' on IMDb, what they said about this. Oh, yeah, God. This, this, this guy said, great popcorn horror movie that makes you think. Give me a break. Okay, let's, what? let's go to all the reviews. Come on. Drugs, people. Ah, uh, here we go. Here's a more accurate. Okay. This guy gave it a 1 out of 10. He said, he said, low expect- Good. Yes. He said, low expectation. Still was hard to finish. He put, uh, I did enjoy... Oh, I did not enjoy any aspect of this film. I'm familiar with the original and rewatched it prior to watching the sequel. The intro was horrible and the tr- and the trend continued throughout the entire movie. I barely made it. It took me two attempts. <laughs> it took me two attempts yes! to complete it and it was a task. Very disappointed. <laughs> We this should do this for prisoners. Dude, we, we should make them watch. Dude, we should just fucking movie. Dude, let's just watch bad movies and then read the IMDb comments. <laughs> Can we just do Let's just make yeah, that a whole segment. Let's just make that a whole segment. Okay. Okay, the second one says uh, a 2 out of 10. 2 stars out of 10. Uh it says awful. It says the CGI skeletons and the opening <laughs> Everyone's coming back, back to the opening. Scene. Hold on, hold on. The CGI skeletons in the opening credits give it away. <laughs> <laughs> it only got worse from there. This is another creep show three. Just avoid it. I only give it two stars out of pity. <laughs> Damn. I never saw Creep Show Three. Was it really that bad? Oh yeah, Creep Show Three was a total cash grab. It was terrible. Um Was it even the same people? Or like the same guy like cartoon guy? God, this guy wrote a novel. Jesus. Where someone gave that? someone gave it an eight out of ten. Come on. What? Give me a fucking break. Uh, let's read. Okay, here's another one, guys. Um, this one's by Panther underscore Husky. Uh, he gave it two out of ten. He said not worth it. Uh, oh, and he watched this back in September, uh, last month. Uh, so he said I watched a trailer, and that should have been enough for me <laughs> to stay away. Wow, that's good. That's Don't funny. bother with this film. Brutal. But then I thought, no, you must give it a go. Really should have gone with my first instinct. <laughs> My inner voice said yes. <laughs> he said, uh, weak and in some parts overacted. Keith David narrating the stories uh, is a little over the top with his acting and the fake laugh. The stories could have been uh, better put together and a little uh, could have been put together a little better, though I must admit the seance uh, was good and by far the best. Uh, I really don't know what's happening <laughs> with films lately. Wow. So much rubbish is coming out, and the ideas are not there. Predictable, cheap thrills, etc. No wonder I keep going back to foreign films. That's that's a really good point. That is that's a really true. really good point. Even when it comes to horror, um, nowadays, 2018, guys, foreign has a lot of good horror films. Um, right. And uh, man, this should be a wake up call to American uh, writers and, and directors, man. Really? Um, yeah. What, what are you guys doing? Oh, this one's a pretty long one. And he gave it a... Let, let's just read a, a couple more. This guy gave it a 1 out of 10. And his uh, subject was, oh my God, so, so bad. So, I saw the first Tales from the Hood and thought that it was silly but watchable. The short stories deal with the injustice of the black race in the American... In the in America... Uh, oh, in, in America... Wait, what is it? What? In in America? Dealing with the injustice of the black race in a America made sense to a degree. But this second installment was just so bad it was ridiculous. Not sure if Keith David needed money. (laughs) (laughs) But when when he got the script, he should have just put it on the grill and lit a match. Wow. Oh, my God. This was awful. 
I get the whole black injustice in America, and I will even go as far as say the black Holocaust uh, should be told just as much as the Jewish Holocaust. The Jews will make mo- uh, will make sure we never forget their history. And it and it wasn't even the American tragedy. Go figure. Anyway, back to this film. Avoid it at all cost. This was a real. <laughs> This was a real stinker. Incorporating today's <laughs> politics would last with yesteryear's injustice. Not a good watch whatsoever. Wow. That was well put. And they've said it. The people have spoken. Oh, this is probably the greatest one, and it's the shortest one. Uh, three to ten. He said, senseless stories, overacting, stupid overall. What was this movie? <laughs> <laughs> and there you go, guys. Tales from the Hood 2. What was this movie? That should have been the tagline. Yes. That should have been the tagline. What was this movie? Keep like David, if you're out there, out there listening by and, a grill, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, ta- I'm gonna tag him uh, in this. I doubt he's gonna see it, but uh, remember how I told you that I posted the trailer on our uh, Instagram, and uh, I said, "Man, this trailer looks really, really bad, guys. I hope they don't butcher it." And then I got a response from one of the camera guys. There's someone that worked on this film, and they're like, "Hey, I worked on this film. Give it a chance." Well, guess what? We gave it a chance, and it was still terrible. Um, Shittiest movie ever. Nothing you can say was going to change our mind, guys. Uh, I, I appreciate that you're doing what you love. This movie was not good. Um, from from the from the story making, from the storytelling, uh, to the execution, to the whole rip off of the first anthology that which was excellent. Come on, guys, you can you can think of better stuff than this, dude. Even those Snoop Dogg horror movies were better than this. Yeah, it was really bad, dude. Like Bones, come on, Bones is pretty bad, and and even that was better than this. Um, I I gotta give this a, a one out of yeah, ten. I, I gotta give it a one out of ten for oh, Ke- for Keith David. Because uh, Keith David is is a great actor, and uh, yes. that's where most of their budget went to, I think, for this one. And uh, and he was the most believable, even though he was given really bad uh, writing. He pulled it off, and he was, you know, I hope he wasn't just there for the check. I hope he takes a little more pride in, in his acting. And then, uh, but, uh, dude, it was bad. I, I did not like it, it was, at all. It, it was I, it was I, it was hard for me to get through too. Yeah, it took me two days. Um, I'm gonna have to give it a one too. Yeah. I'd give it less, but that's too <laughs> fucked up. Um, Let's give it a zero point five out of ten. Point five or like. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. Oh, they guys tried. Give them a point. Uh, five. Avoid this at all cost. Um, I can't believe they made that gollywog the first tale because if you were to watch that and you were to be like, "What the fuck is this? What's what the rest of the movie is going to be about?" Like that should have been you know a foreshadowing like of a what's to come. One, right? What's that? That should have been like a middle tale. Or something. Yeah, it, it, it was not a good tale whatsoever, dude. It was very poorly executed. Um, yeah, th- dude, these, these, most of these scenes, like most of these stories, are, they all take place in like one location too, or two locations. Whereas the first Tales from the Hood took like, it was an actual movie. Like it was put together really, really well. Like there was multiple scenes, uh, better overall characters, and um, the subject nature just seemed r- more real. Uh, I don't know. It was just this one was just so trash, dude. It was really bad. Keith David, I'm gonna tag you, dude. Hopefully you do see it and just know that you were the best part of this movie, like we keep saying. Um, and it wasn't your fault. I mean, the writing, directing was really, really bad. And uh, I, I just gotta, yeah. I don't know. I just just avoid it. It's not even one of those cringy, like so bad it's good type movies. I would just say avoid at all costs, guys. Especially this Halloween. No, go go. Let's let's, let's choose something else. Go 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 see Halloween, a real movie. A real yeah. movie. Ho- hey, hopefully people. Halloween's good, man. We're gonna see it in a couple weeks, right? Yes. Or no, actually oh. next week. I'm sorry. This, this coming up Friday. Next week, brother. This coming up Friday. I'm gonna see it. You got your tickets? What already? was your favorite scene of this piece of shit? Hold on. Did do you, you have a do you, got, do you got your tickets yet for Halloween? I do not. Oh great, you're not gonna see it then, I'm right? Probably gonna have to see. I'm gonna have to see it probably the day after or something. Oh. Ugh, I hate you. It's, it's hard. No, it's just hard to get days off before Halloween. Dude, like can you that tell week. them that? Like, can you like call in like a your grandma's in, uh, someone's in town? I don't know something. Maybe something. Make something up. Anyways, Josh, what would you say? What's the, my favorite? What was my favorite? What, what scene was your this? favorite scene of this piece of shit? Or favorite? I, I really scale. didn't have one. I didn't have any of like it was so trash. Every <laughs> every uh, nothing was memorable so at all. Trash. Maybe, maybe like the guy said that the seance scene where, you know, because uh, that that medium that that uh, white guy was like it was like almost like the mask, like watching Jim Carrey the mask without the mask on. <laughs> he was like very like theatrical and, and very animated. So that I thought that was funny, but yeah, but was it supposed to be funny? It's a horror movie, <laughs> like. 
no. I mean, the first one had some funny elements, but not not really. It wasn't. Yeah, so true. Yeah. I mean, and it's like I said. Oh, I was watching this, not even wa- not even rewatching the original, and now I want to watch rewatch the original to like get that sour taste out of my mouth of Tales from the Hood too. Right. So, Plus to see David Allen Greer and uh, oh that. yeah, the first one had David Allen Greer. Uh, who I mean, yeah, Clarence Williams the um, third. Even uh, who was it? This this one of the gangsters at the beginning of the movie. Um, he was in uh, Menace to Society. I thought those guys were, yeah. were honestly the first one. I didn't even have any gripes with. Like I thought they were all really good stories. Even the acting was first really, one was awesome. First one's awesome. I'm, I'm you know, and a lot of people are gonna be like, oh, you're just comparing it to the first one. No, not at all. I'm just comparing it as a standalone anthology movie, and it did not execute. So one out of ten. That's it. I don't want to talk about this shit anymore. It's over an hour already. One out of ten, I got the dumbest tidbit ever. Okay. Not that anyone cares. Give it. But I guess there was a cameo of the teacher in the last one that was in the original Tales from the Hood. Remember uh, the teacher story? The, te- the, the teacher story? Oh, I mean, from not the, the teacher from, story. From the first... The teacher that was with the little kid. Right. The one that has like... um The one that... Uh, dreads. Or... Uh, yeah, Dreads? Yeah. He's in this film? In he which... is. I don't know where, though. I'm trying to remember when. No. Come on. Maybe he was at the end. He was one of the guys at the end. Hmm. That's interesting. I, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's, that's uh, that was that was a good that was a good tale too. The tales from the hood. That that's that's one of those those ones. The David Allen Greer sketch. Um, I don't want to say sketch. Uh, a tale that um that got me the most. That one always sticks in my mind a lot. Yeah. Uh, because it's really like it's really brutal nature stuff, man. Like uh, he's very abusive, you know, and um. That was, that was a cool story, though. Yeah, he really shined with that character. The actress is also uh, the one that played his wife was a uh, she she was she's a well known actress as well too. Uh, her name is let me see if I can the full cast is it David Allen Greer? Is David Allen Greer doing TV now or something? Because I don't I don't see him in any movies anymore. I don't know what he does. Yeah, he's a good actor. I don't know why we haven't. Oh, here we go. Her name was uh, Paula J. Parker, and uh, she played the wife. And uh, oh yeah, that's right. She was in Hustle and Flow. She was in Friday. Uh, she had a, a, a small cameo in Phone Booth with Colin Farrell. So she's done a couple of movies. She's a pretty good actress. But um, yeah, guys, avoid this uh, Tales from the Hood too at any cost. You know, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Like I, I mean, oh yeah. On a side note too, thank you guys so much. Uh, we just saw all of our stats on uh, iTunes. iTunes, man, you got a lot. We got a lot of users, and <laughs> but they only like the short episodes apparently, so they might not listen to this whole thing. <laughs> But these are good guys if you're in the car. I mean, if you listen to podcasts in the car and stuff like that or at work or at the gym or wherever it is, I mean, these are good lengthy things. And especially with these movies that go straight to VOD or whatever, I don't mind talking spoilers or just like explaining them as a whole because I wouldn't even re- – I would not recommend this movie. So, I mean, you're hearing no. it. Just hear the whole audiobook right now, right? right? Don't even don't even watch the fucking movie. This is pretty much the length of a movie anyways, the way – how long it's going, so – all right, though. All right, you got any got any more information, Josh, or any other That's tidbits? It. That was the only tidbit. Um, I urge people to not watch this movie. <laughs> Just uh... all right, guys. That being said, make sure you guys are following us on our social medias on Twitter and Instagram at Flix Talk Podcast F L I X Talk Podcast, as well as on YouTube.com forward slash Flix Talk. All right, guys. I'm gonna put all the information in the description below, by the way, so you guys can follow us. Uh, make sure you're following. Do you want do you want people to follow your, your personal yeah go ahead and follow me on i'm hayashi gallego on instagram okay hayashi gallego and i'm gonna actually put his uh his handle on there as well because we do have two separate accounts and uh yeah guys all right that being said this is david for flicks talk signing out till the next one i don't know what it's gonna be but hopefully a a horror related one uh did you see any any new horror movies recently I have not, no. No? I've just been binging uh, Netflix. Okay. Watching old Netflix stuff. Nah, we got to watch some Halloween movies, man. I mean, I I, uh, yeah. I did catch uh, that Unfriended Dark Web last night. It was not that good, I, so I don't even want to talk about it. Should but I check it out or no? No. No, no, no. no. Not no? worth it. Okay. Totally not worth it. It's better than Tales from the Hood 2. Wow. Though I can say that. <laughs> so, <laughs> anything is better than Tales from the Hood 2 right now, guys. So A fucking cartoon. Right? Better. Yes. The Simpsons. Go check out The Simpsons. <laughs> All right, guys, this is David for Flix Talk signing out. And this is Josh from Flix Talk telling you to keep on listening and fuck Tales from the Hood, too. <laughs>